So you're you're having a good morning slash good evening. I'm having a good evening. I think you're having like um, a good husband evening, if I'm correct. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm having, and also a good gamer evening. Like this is a so uh, so I it's my wife's birthday next week, and um, I got her a Switch OLED, and uh, it was just in a box under the Christmas tree. Because Christmas comes early in the Philippines. I don't know if you know this. Like Christmas starts in September over here. And we're Christmas freaks. So uh, it was just under the tree waiting to be opened. And she had no idea what it was. No clue. Uh, until last night when like like an epiphany from the sky or something. She just she just went, did you get me a switch? <laughs> like, like everything just connected in her mind. So uh, the rule is if you can figure out the gift, you have to open it. So we opened it today. And I, I we're four years late. Or five years? Is it five years now? We're four years late to the party, man. But it's so much fun. The switch is so great. <laughs> it's so great. I'm so happy. We'll we'll have to become switch friends. Yeah, we'll have to. I'll have to figure. I'll, I'll, I'm learning that the switch online thing is something you have to pay for. So we're gonna <laughs> after after she figures out after she plays a few hours of Animal Crossing, we'll we'll figure out the the switch subscription stuff and then add friends and, and all of those things. We'll have to be friends. This is very, very important. Yeah, it's great. Uh, welcome to the party. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm very happy. Very, very happy. That's awesome. That's a great gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, she's, she's very happy. And, and honestly, it's, it's as much. Well, I, I, the truth is it's more hers than mine, but it is as much mine than, <laughs> as it is hers. So I'm very excited to play all my Mikey things on it. My brother-in-law is going to lend us all, all the what, hits. Uh, what 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 Mikey things are you looking forward to most? Well, I, I do want to. I, I want to play all the hits. Like I want to play Odyssey. I want to play Breath of the Wild. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to play. I'm ex I'm excited to get to Smash Brothers and Mario Kart and all of the. You know, I've never played uh, a Smash Brothers of a Smash Bros of any kind. Okay. Yeah. Like at all. So uh, like Mario Kart is a thing that we're very excited about. We. we we used to play Mario Kart before in previous consoles, mm -hmm. but Smash Bros. is not a thing that we've I've ever played. So I'm excited to borrow it. Like my brother-in-law is gonna lend just a whole bunch of games to us, and it's all the games I wanna I wanna play. Sweet. And uh, yeah, it's it's all coming, and I'm excited. My wife doesn't care. She Char doesn't care. She just wants to play Animal Crossing like all day. And we yeah. have Ring Fit Adventure, which we tried sure. out for a few minutes tonight. That one looks fun. Pretty. It's pretty intense, man. Like it's intense. Like you're gonna see some ring alerts on your watch now uh, because of that game. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. I would. Uh, I would strongly suggest uh, several games that I think are very much worth everyone's time. Um. Mm. And, and take up a lot of time. So I can send you a list of recommendations. Um, oh, please, please. Yeah. I, I fell recently, very recently. I fell back into a, a Stardew Valley hole. Uh, oh. I think I've I think I've spent um, in the last thirty days. I think I've spent about forty hours in Stardew Valley. That's a lot. It's a lot. Is, yeah. But Stardew Valley is also available on mobile, right? Or is it just a Switch? Game? Stardew Valley is available on everything. It. Uh, I I don't think there's a gaming thing that stardew valley won't play on yeah yeah you you've mentioned this before you you said we should play it when i told you that we didn't have a switch and we didn't have animal crossing you said stardew valley is a thing we should play and we never got to it yeah so I, you're still and, into and it stardew valley is great on the switch it's really really good on there um it's uh it's one of those games where it's like there's this whole other version of it on the pc because there's like modding and stuff like that but like i there's plenty 
in the regular game to keep a regular person busy for hundreds of hours without mm. going through the route of uh, user-generated stuff either. So, um, no, it's great. Um, I've been, yeah, I've been playing that, and I've been playing Super Metroid uh, because I've never played Super Metroid. It's just one of those games that, and mm. y- once you sign up for the online thing, you'll be able to play Super Metroid. Um because it's on the oh, Super Nintendo app that comes with the online thing, and uh, if you've never played it, it's very, very good. And it's one of those—it's one of those games I just sort of put up on the top shelf, and I was like, I'll get to it one day. I know it's great; it doesn't age. That one stays good forever, and it—it it absolutely has. I'm so excited! Mm-hmm. I'm so excited! I—I—I I, I now like after having zero switches at, at home. Like a few hours with this thing is making me think of now getting a switch light, you know, <laughs> you know, just so just so we can play at the same time, you know. Uh, um, yeah. Yep. No, that urge is that that's a real thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's been a few hours. Uh, we'll get back to this, and <laughs> I will talk to you more about this one day, whether it's recorded or not. This is certainly a thing I have to talk to you about. Yeah. Sure. I think this the Nintendo Switch. I think I think it's a you chose well product. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter when you buy it, right, right. You know, That's like I know you're. Like, yeah. I know that you said you're late to the party because you're four years into it. But I think this thing's got legs. I think it's gonna be a few years before there's a new a new thing. Yeah, Nintendo was weird that way. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> their consoles last yeah. three years, and sometimes they last eight. It, it's, mm-hmm. and I think this one's gonna last eight. Yeah, it's been it's four years in. It doesn't show any signs of stopping. And no. they just came out with this one, so I'm I'm really glad to have I've gotten into it with this one because I I know that I've I've never played with the Switch or I've never like spent much time with a with the original Switch, but I very much appreciate the OLED screen. Like as an as an Apple nerd and as a screen nerd, I, yeah. I very much like that it's an OLED screen. So I gotta say, it's pretty great. Like it's That's a awesome. nice, it's a hands, it's a handsome piece of hardware. Um, and uh, so, other than Animal Crossing, what is what is Char most inter- interested in doing with it? Oh well, we played Ring Fit Adventure all three of us, including Max, uh, a while ago, and that was a lot of fun. But awesome. right now, she's just very much into Animal. So for her, this is all of her friends got into Animal Crossing last year, and we just. She just resisted. She just mm. stood her ground and said, we are not going to buy a Switch for a year and a half. So so this is a lot of pent-up uh, resistance energy being uh, just draining from her. And she's just so sucked into it. Like tonight was a... Tonight she decided to... We decided to be lazy parents and say, since uh, Papa's going to have a podcast, uh, Max is going to watch on the giant iPad Pro for a few hours because I'm going to play with the Switch. <laughs> so, That's great. So it's just Animal Crossing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, the online the online thing, I think, is is a must. I think it's one of those, like, you hate to have to pay for a little bit of extra thing, but I think I, I think with the Switch, it's like, you, you got to do it. Mm. Yeah. No, no, I believe you. I believe you. It's coming. And like, an, and, and the and the and you're gonna have to pay for the family one. I think. Oh really? Like yeah. even if it's just me and Char. Yeah, like because Max it, is not gonna play online stuff. Because the family thing saves per user. So if mm. you, I mean, you could. I mean, if you're both playing under one profile, I suppose that's fine. But if you've set up a profile for you and a profile for mm. her. And if you want the switch to back up the saves of both of those, then you need a family <laughs> one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, I believe you. And I do that's think that's actually happen. the smart way to go: is make a profile for you, make a profile for Char, mm-hmm. make a profile for Max. Mm-hmm. You know, and then because a lot of games will only give you like one save slot, 
So, because they mm-hmm. assume it's just the one person playing. It doesn't assume that multiple people are playing under one profile. Right, right, right. That's how gaming has been for the past, say, 15 years or so. Yeah, and, like, that's how Animal Crossing is, definitely. Like, it's one island per per user. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that uh, would be, that'd be my early Switch advice, is set up multiple profiles and get a, get a family online account. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not even going to think about it that's that's exactly what's going to happen yeah uh ring fit uh does something pretty smart where it doesn't need you to log into a profile as you choose as you i don't know about the terminology here okay so it's a log into a profile as you play the as you open the game mm-hmm. but in each of the mini games there's like a ranking system and it asks which profile it should save uh the performance under right so like there's rankings at home now, but I can imagine that that's not how it's going to work for every other game. Like I know that's not how it works for Animal Crossing, like you were saying. So right, yeah, I think, I think the family subscription is the way to go. Yes, it definitely is. I've been a I've been a family subscriber ever since Animal Crossing came out, um, mm. and it's been yeah, it's been good. Actually, I think ever since we got Stardew, because my wife uh, has been into Stardew Valley the whole time too, and it's been it's to mm-hmm. me it's been very important as the tech person to make sure her stuff is backed up properly. <laughs> you know, you don't want to of course. you don't want to lose an Animal Crossing island and you don't want to lose a Stardew Valley farm. Um, you want that stuff backed up properly. <laughs> mm. No, no, I believe you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Are More you like, a two switch household or or do you, do you share one switch? We are we are currently a one switch household. <laughs> currently, of course. Okay. Well, the the OLED one, dude, got to say Yes, it looks it looks very good. Um, I was I was in I was in line um, Thursday morning um, when the when the OLED switch went on sale, and I I picked up some some Metroid Amiibos because uh, mm. I was very excited about I was very excited about the new Metroid. Uh, I, I, I you're gonna have to explain that to me one day. The Amiibos because the there are a couple of Amiibos, yeah, because there are a couple of Amiibos here that were given to us as gifts right. that we just treated as as action figures because that's sure. what they are. But yeah. you know, and but I knew there's some NFC component in there that, that that I don't quite understand. So at some point, I'll have to ask you to explain this to me. You can actually have some fun with those with series shortcuts. No. Yeah. So you can um you can basically oh, like, no. like like every single amiibo has its own unique NFC number, and if you you can you can basically program that into a series shortcut. And so when you tap the amiibo on your phone. And it reads mm-hmm. that NFC number. Your phone can then do an action that you uh, program in Siri shortcuts. See, that's the sort of thing that that no one in this in in this home would understand except me. But that sounds like <laughs> fun. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah, um, it's cute. Yeah, but yeah, but that, the, um, a lot of depending on the amiibo, um, it can give you stuff in games that you didn't that you basically can't get otherwise. Um, for instance, like um, in Smash Brothers, it unlocks certain things. Um, uh, I, for, I forget exactly what, because there's so many things that they do. I forget exactly which one. But basically, like every every single amiibo will unlock something in a lot of Nintendo games. Um, but specific amiibo will unlock specific things. Um, the most, <laughs> and sometimes it's infuriating when they go too far with it. Like there was a uh, Zelda Skyward Sword came out in the spring, and they came out with a Zelda Skyward Sword amiibo. And if you have that amiibo, you can basically like fast travel in the game wherever. 
but if you oh, don't no. have that amiibo, you can't do that. <laughs> and like that's like a really useful thing to do. <laughs> right. Right, right. Um so sometimes people get upset when they actually put like real features in the amiibo. But like for instance, like the Metroid one I bought, um the thing it does is it gives you like an extra life in the new Metroid game every time you tap it. Every time. Like for free. Well, not for That's free. Great. The, the amiibo cost real money. Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. But I mean, like, you don't have to do anything. You can just get an extra life forever. Yes. yes. I think you get, like, one per... <laughs> I think you get, like, one one every day, it said. Something like that. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. It's brilliant. The best kind of DLC. It's totally deal. Yeah, it's totally DLC for Nintendo. Like, mm. Nintendo won't, like, hide that stuff behind a little paywall... But they will hide it inside an action figure that they only make so many of. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, Nintendo, man, Nintendo is a weird, weird company, and I love them for it. It's been a while since I've had a Nintendo anything. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for your whole household. I think, I think this unlocks a lot of, a lot of like specifically family time, fun stuff. It's, it's really perfect for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. This is uh, uh, this will this is a thing we'll be talking about often. I think. Yeah. <laughs> so fantastic. Um, you, I remember. So I remember at the beginning of our last episode, you said you had some follow up, but that you didn't want to talk about it because it was a wrestling episode, and that you wanted to wait until we did a tech one. Oh well. So I we took over. We did like the first part of the show already with a, a new follow up thing, which is I guess. A follow up to season season one of you chose poorly about gaming. So I, I consider this the switch as like oh, this other the other piece of follow up was going to be about the keyboard the oh, situation yeah. that I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say that after after that podcast where I basically laughed at the people who 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 opened up keyboards and you know modified their keyboards like like crazy people i then decided to open up my keyboard and modify my keyboard and how'd that go inserted foam i ordered custom uh custom more custom foam to right. to sandwich in between the board and the plate i ordered uh lube and brushes <laughs> for the switches all the stuff that literally all the stuff sawyer that emotionally I looked down on like I this was not I was not repressing anything. I seriously looked at it and just thought this is ridiculous. I'm not going to do that. And I proceeded to do exactly that. I I haven't spent so much money on. I haven't replaced my keycaps yet because I haven't found any keycaps. I like more than these ones. But all the internal stuff I've already uh, I've already done all the modifications I can do with my stock keyboard. Like the next step now is to replace the parts. You know that's the next step of of the of the of the of the kink, and uh, I just and I I just I needed to say this in this show because in in a previous show I made fun of it, and now I have to own up to the to to being that jerk of a guy who who made fun of people like current Mikey, you know. So so I am doing this, and I I do love it. I'm not I'm not deep enough yet to to actually be among the people who have spent thousands and thousands of dollars on keyboards. But I think the difference between me and them is just the spending, you know, like I would totally do it if I could spend a lot of money, I would, but you know, right now I'm just waiting to find keyboard uh, keycaps that I want to replace mine with. But I am now, 
I now consider myself entrenched in the culture, Sawyer. Like I am now them. And if I, uh, if I can say, at what point do you no longer have the original keyboard that you purchased? Like how many? How, like at what point? Like once you replace the keys, is it right. really no longer the keyboard that you bought in the first place at all? It, that that's a good question, and no one like I wonder the same thing because it it didn't make any sense to me either. Like, uh, like you know that this it's a it's a logical it's a sensible question to ask. Like, why bother paying a hundred dollars for a key uh, Keychron K four if you're gonna change everything about it, right? But uh, apparently, in the in the subreddits that I <laughs> I peruse, uh, they, it's it's not a question they ask themselves. Like when they post their keyboards that they've modified, they still say Keychron K four. With this switch and that keycap and this board and that foam and basically everything being replaced, I suppose it's like cars. Well, it's you know like how a, you it's it's a ship of Theseus experiment. <laughs> 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 you know, like oh, it's a K four keyboard, but zero original parts uh, remain. This is a Honda Civic with, you know, car words. <laughs> that's, 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 this is what it is and they they don't they don't they don't question it and so the still the thing i still don't get is there's a keychron has a new keyboard called the q1 which everybody's excited about because it's designed for the enthusiasts who will then replace every part mm-hmm. like that i don't understand like then then why is it what what makes it any good that it's a keychron you know like and why is it more expensive like that's the part I don't get. Like lo- what I would assume is, if it's already a stock keyboard that's good enough to not be replaced, it should be more expensive than a keyboard designed to be replaced with all sorts of other parts. But sure. you know, I guess they're they can make more money off of enthusiasts than they can out of normal people. So and I, and now I now say this as I guess more of an enthusiast than a normal person. So I just have to this 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 follow up is not so much about my keyboard escapades, but more about the. Like, I guess the integrity, like my personal integrity. Like, I am the same person who made fun of it, and now I am doing it. And nice. I am not sorry. I am not sorry. <laughs> That's excellent. It's, good good follow-up. Yeah, it's important. So do we want to do this? <laughs> well, it's October. It's it's Apple new product season. So of course we do this. Of course we have to do this. I, I thought I'd start talking about the Zune by talking a little bit about Windows 11, if that's okay. Of course. Of course it's okay. So Windows 11 um, basically removes something that was introduced in the Zune, and that's um, these things called uh, smart tiles. Um, I I don't know if they're called smart tiles or just tiles or uh, Microsoft Windows... Uh, Enterprise Edition tiles. I don't know what their official name is, but um, these little squares and rectangles that have basically been the the front-facing part of Windows for almost 10 years now. Um, So in 2012, I want to say, that's when Windows 8 came out. Um, The big design switch from Windows 7 to Windows 8 was that they had this new start screen and the start screen was filled with these big colorful touch friendly tiles and 
they did multiple things. They were an app icon, but if the developer wanted to, those tiles could also display information like a widget. Um, you might have seen these on every single iPhone in the last two years. <laughs> these giant buttons that contain extra information, but when you tap on them, they just go to the app, you know? And they, they go to the part of the app that that information is, is relaying. Um, you know, that's also been the case on Android for, for the longest time, too. And I think in the 2010s, this was largely like a thing, like turn app icons into widgets because it shows more information and it takes up more screen real estate and um, people who really like these things find that they... Um, it makes getting around their computer a little faster and nicer, and it, you can personalize it to make it really yours, and, you know. So, Windows 11 takes that completely out of the operating system. These things do not exist anymore. And um, I just think it's, it's sort of a timely, interesting point to talk about the Zune, because that was a design choice that they first started doing in the Zune that then became like a defining point of Windows 8 and Windows 10. Um, and it, it really has been almost almost 10 years. This is late 2021. Uh, Windows 8 launched in 2012. That's that's pretty close to 10 years. Um, the, yeah. So I thought, I thought now might be a, an interesting time to talk about that. Not that like the live tiles were like a huge part of the Zune, but they did, they did start there. That's where they came from. Uh, so yeah, did you ever, have you ever used a Windows 8 or Windows 10 computer? The the last Windows computer I used, I think the OS was 7 or Vista. It might have been Vista, I think. So that was, yeah, that was before all this. Right, yeah. So I missed this whole thing completely. Yeah. So I think mostly this is going to be a popular choice to get rid of these things. I think the average user hated them, actually. <laughs> They Did found they? it. They found it confusing. They found it um, fiddly. They found it not all that user friendly. I think it was more or less an unpopular choice. I mean, I know that Windows Eight was considered a very unpopular version, and that Windows Ten fixed a lot of things and it became fine. But people still largely didn't like the the live tiles. I think they were largely an unpopular thing in Windows, and so. So Microsoft is basically saying, like, okay, we're getting rid of that. Please like us again. <laughs> we would After really like Windows 11 to be very popular. <laughs> right. Uh, what was so bad about it? Like, did you like it? Yeah, I liked them actually quite a lot because, um, because I liked Windows Phone quite a lot. And Windows Phone grew out of the Zune. It had the same design language that the Zune had. And... Um, and I, I really liked it. I really liked that operating system and I liked how it worked. I liked how it arranged things. I liked the live tiles a lot. I thought it made a lot of sense as like a phone, um, UI, you know? Um, and I, and, and I think history is kind of proving it right a little bit because the widgets are really popular on the iPhone. You know, they're right. a huge hit for customization and making the phone feel like it belongs to you specifically. I think people really like the widgets on the iPhone. And they're more right, or right. less kind of the same thing that the tiles were. Um, 
so I, I really liked it. And I found, I found a lot of utility in them. And I even found a lot of utility in them on Windows just to be able to, to organize apps in a way that made sense to my brain. I was able to do that with the tiles. And it's honestly, I'm missing it in Windows 11 because I can't do that here. They don't have a way to, mm. like, to, to like arbitrarily group a bunch of apps together in Windows 11, at least not yet. I'm sure I'm sure there's third-party apps that can do it, but like, um, but right now it's just like Windows 11 is just like I can pin apps, but they're it's just a blank app icon. There's nothing, there's nothing extra going on there. I can't make it bigger. I can't, I can't make like my um, Instagram icon show a post or something like that. You know. So do you think the problem? Sorry, not that not that we're just going to talk about tiles but i'm just wondering why was it so unpopular like it sounds like a great idea it, it was it just the sense that this is not the way apple's doing it like is that is that the cultural sense of the unpopularity maybe i don't know it was yeah i when i talk to other people who have used this stuff they go oh i hated that shit it was awful and <laughs> so i think it just didn't fit with the way most people worked it really fit with the way i work mm. but i'm a weirdo and and I'll admit that. Right, right. Um, but I really quite liked it. So I'm a little sad to see it gone. And it is kind of, that right there is the very last vestige of the Zune's graphical user interface. And now it's gone. And now it's officially, officially really dead now. Um, hmm. It sort of lived on in those tiles. Um, yeah. <laughs> I guess what's still what's still there is like when I go to my start button and I go to all apps, I get this alphabetical list of all of the apps, and that is still something that started on the Zune. Um, I guess maybe it started more on Windows Phone. Maybe not. I don't remember specifically if the Zune had this, um, but I th that's the only thing that's kind of left, and that's not really much. And you know, you can't really point to an alphabetical list of apps and say that's. That's an homage or something. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> I know that the Zune is a joke. Um, I know that it's a punchline. Um, it's a bit of a punchline in the way that once you start hearing the word Kyle, or hearing the name Kyle on television, you realize that the name Kyle is a punchline. Um, mm -hmm. Like, they every, every single utterance of the name Kyle on TV... <laughs> is said as a punchline. But, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I can't disagree, but you know, I don't no, want to. No, uh, it's people want to know agree. this. Like you either you you either haven't noticed it or you've noticed it and you're like, yeah, that's right. that's what they do. Yeah. Kyle, yeah. <laughs> yeah, cuz it it sounds perfect for a punchline mm -hmm. name. Mm -hmm. You know? And so as Ap a Kyle, apologies to apologies to our listeners named Kyle and maybe and, even our hosts and to me, named yeah. Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, but but the Zune is also a punchline, partially partially for the exact same reason. It sounds like a punchline name. It just yes. sounds fun to say as a punchline. Yes, yes. You know, and but, but it's not the name's fault. Like, no, it's, it's a, a little bit the name's fault. <laughs> Yeah, it's Zune. It's you know, it's I can imagine trying to come up with a product name and not hating Zune. Sure. Yeah. You know, it's it's just it's very much uh it's very much also when it came out. 
<laughs> you know, like like the it was iPod World, you know. So Zune sounds yeah. silly next to iPod, but yeah. you know, iPod as a name is a ridiculous name. iPod, you know. So, but right, that know, makes about as much sense if you if you think about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe even a little less, you know, a little less than Zune. Like Zune sounds like Zoom and Tune and you know, there's there's stuff to play with there. Sure. But iPod is very much what it is. You right. know, it's very much this is an iPod and you don't have to think about it. It's just called this. And Apple, and I'm saying this as an Apple guy, uh but with all of their marketing prowess just convinced the world that iPod is normal and Zune is not. And it, it worked it, on me, but yeah, I think it, that's it worked on, mostly it worked on everybody. You you say the you yeah. say the name iPod, and people don't go, "What the fuck is that?" They know exactly <laughs> what it is. Exactly. Right? That's just great marketing. And Zune had awful marketing. <laughs> <laughs> just awful. Just bad. Awful. It had it had yeah. awful marketing, and it had awful timing. And mm-hmm. I think it. So there was this great quote again, very recently. Where um, Satya Nadella was interviewed and he said that Microsoft was doing a lot of things out of envy um, and not things that were actually meant to do. And I think I think he's talking about Windows Phone there, um, but he could be talking about a number of things because Microsoft used to make a lot of things that were really obviously just trying to compete with Apple or compete with Google or whoever like um and he killed a lot of that stuff when he came on um you know like he's uh like during the pandemic they microsoft decided to shutter all of their retail stores you know and i think that that was the same kind of decision that led to the shuttering of windows phone i think satya was just kind of waiting for an opportunity to be like can we get out of this retail business I don't think we should be in this retail business, <laughs> you know. And it was obvious, like the the I Microsoft store that. was obviously an Apple store ripoff in every way. Um, and it didn't speak well to the company. It didn't make them seem cooler. I or... don't think. I don't think it needed, or I don't think anyone needed to be like a pundit or like a, a tech nerd to, to see that. Yeah. No. Like it was just. Right. It was just so glaring. Yeah. It was just, and I, I'm pretty sure they were bleeding money from it the whole time. Um, now, like, could you could you argue that maybe the Xbox should have a store? Maybe, but like Microsoft mm. itself, no, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, if there was if there was an Xbox store in a mall, I think people would be like, well, that makes some sense. You know? Yeah, it does. Of course, right? it makes sense. Um, but like, yeah, like the store, the phone, the Zune. I think a lot of these things were just like, well, Apple's doing it, so we should do it, which is a terrible reason to do something. I don't do anything because Apple's doing it. I mean, sometimes I buy Apple things because they sell them, but I don't think that's the same thing. I don't do anything because Apple's doing it. Sometimes I buy their stuff because they're selling it, but I don't think that's the same thing. (laughs) Like, personally, personally, I don't see the success of the iPod and think I should get into that business and make my own iPod. Right, right. Yeah. Like, that's... That's a normal thing to not think. <laughs> I don't think, well, the iPhone's really taken off. I should make my own iPhone. Hey, Apple's doing it. Yep. You know, I should I should make a phone. <laughs> and it's unfortunately and it is also it is also bomber. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, this is very Steve Ballmer stuff. Is is all this? <laughs> oh yeah. But and at the same time, I'm thinking like, did Steve Ballmer ever use a Zune? I can't <laughs> picture it. <laughs> I have to say that I can. Like, I have to say that he's exactly the sort of guy who who want wanted an iPod, but just would could not stomach the idea of using yeah. an iPod. And right. just said, "Here's however many million dollars. Please make make an iPod." Right. <laughs> like that's like that's exactly. And you know, it's it's it sounds much more like a Steve Ballmer thing than a Bill Gates thing, you know. And uh, unfortunately, the the punchline did stick with Gates. I remember a, a John Stewart uh, Daily Show episode where he interviewed like Walter Isaacson, like after Steve jo- Steve Jobs died. And mm-hmm. shortly before the release of the, the autobiography. Yeah. And and the closing line of the interview was Walter Isaacson talking about the difference between Bill Gates and Steve Jobs. And he said, I, it, I, I can sum it up by saying Steve Jobs invented the iPod and Bill Gates invented the Zune. And laughter, 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 everyone laughs and it goes viral for a few hours or, what, or whatever counted for viral in 20, 2012. Yeah. But, but that was the joke. And I remember... But that's hilarious, you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like that's not fair. Like, you can't say you can. No, I don't know anyone in the. I mean, I guess this was like the the hype after Steve Jobs' death, right? And the the frenzy of Apple at the time, slowly becoming the biggest company in history. Sure. But, uh, but the like, I don't think anyone can. Uh, there is no one in the world who would reduce the legacy of those gentlemen. Steve Jobs inventing the iPod and Mike uh, and Bill Gates inventing the Zune. Yeah. And yet, like, and yet there it was. It's it, you know? it, so. hey, like it's a good joke, but like I'm gonna need you to stop. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um yeah, and the it's it's so funny because the Zune as a punchline has been has lived a longer life than the Zune as a product did. Like Oh yeah. Like you can yeah. still make Zune jokes and people will laugh. And it will, because like, they'll make that, you know, like it's still a solid punchline. You know, it was such a good punchline that they put it in a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Right. As like, this is like the last punchline of the whole film. <laughs> you know, we're leading up to this punchline. You know, it's that good of a joke, the Zune. Um, <laughs> uh,. So, so uh, I, I'm I'm guessing, of course, that like you're f- given the f- our fondness or your fondness for Zune as an idea and Zune as a brand. That you owned a Zune. Did you own a Zune? I did. I yes, I did. How, how many Zunes did you own? <laughs> um, I I I purchased one Zune for myself, and I ended up mm-hmm. owning an older Zune, mostly out of curiosity. Um. But the the thing is, like, I don't I don't really care about the Zune, but I really liked the <laughs> Zune HD. The like, there's one wow. specific Zune that I thought was dope as hell, and okay. it was the Zune HD. It came out in 2009, which was three years after the first Zune came out. Like, I I yeah, I really didn't care about the original Zunes, and I made fun of them in the same way everybody did because in 2006 I had an iPod fifth generation um Mm. and it was really it was it was basically it is 
as good as they say it was. Um, the iPod fifth generation was like the best iPod, I think. And uh, I think history has mostly borne that out. Um, that was a really good one. That was me choosing well, you know? Uh, right. And I had that, and I was like, well, why would I buy this other thing? And the funny thing is, it's not like it was even a choice for me. They never sold the Zune in Canada. <laughs> Right? Like, it's not like I could go to a store and buy a Zune, even if I wanted one. So, so how did you end up with a Zune? Well, I found myself in the United States at one point. Um, hmm. I, was, I was on vacation with my wife. We went to Las Vegas, and they were selling the Zune HD at a, at a store. And, <laughs> and I'd been vaguely interested in that one. Like, I really didn't care about the Zune at all. But, I, I, but that one device, the specific one was like, that looks really cool to me. Um, it was them, I think, competing with the iPod Nano, which in 2009 was still really going strong, even a few years after the right. iPhone. They were still making new Nanos, and they still sold a ton of Nanos, you know? Right. Uh, and so I think, because it was, I remember it being a 16 gigabyte device, uh, and that was squarely at the iPod Nano range of things, right? Um, and it had right. an S it had an SSD drive in it. Um, it had a touchscreen, and it was really small. It was like a super tiny, like picture an iPod, and then make it really really thin, and then cut the width by half. And that's kind of the Zune HD. Like it was really small. It was you know it was probably the same size as whatever iPod Nano was being sold at the time because these products were built out of envy. <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. So they were probably like, whatever the iPod Nano did is make it look like that and work like that, kind of. And I was just super curious about it. I thought it was cool. And, um, and so I bought it and I really fell in love with the device. I was like, this thing, this thing does stuff that iPods can't do. It doesn't do stuff that iPhones can't do. <laughs> mm -hmm. But it's a different class of device. It's a simpler, more focused device and um i just thought it was neat so I, I bought it and i really enjoyed it for several years um i think i kept it for f like six years like that's a long time you know yeah I, that's a long time i definitely got my money's worth out of it and i really enjoyed it so why what, did i like what, it what did it do yeah um, yeah what did it do what did it what does it do though so it played mp3 files uh, <laughs> uh and that's it um, and it played video <laughs> and podcasts. Um, it did it did those things. Um, you could store your photos on it, and it had a couple of simple games. So all the same things an iPod does, right? It does all those. Right. Stuff. What did it do on top of that, though? Two. Uh, I would say it did two things that were like functionally very cool, and it did one thing that just felt cool. And the thing that like it just it felt cool to use the UI in a way that the iPod didn't. Um, it, it just, like, I don't know. It was just some, like, UI fuckery that just made it feel like it wasn't just a list of files. It just felt better to play with the MP3s on the device than, than the iPod did. And, like, it did this by using some cool metadata tricks. So when you would play an artist, or you, sorry, you would play an MP3, it wouldn't just like show you the name and the title and stuff like that. It would actually like suck in um, images 
and metadata about that artist. So in the background of it, it wouldn't just be a black screen, you would see like a slideshow of images of the artists themselves, um, and they would go in and out, and there was like a more info button, and you would get like a paragraph about that band or about that album that was just on the device, and you didn't have to do any work to get that. That just showed up by itself. Um, and so it, it looked cool, it felt cool. Um, and then the two technical things it did were... The first one was the actual software was simpler and easier than iTunes. Um, instead of having like a five-star rating system, it had sort of three points where the song was unrated, the song was loved, or the song was disliked, right? So you, you tap once and you heart a song, and then you tap it again and you sort of dislike the song. And you could build smart playlists in the software the same way you could build smart playlists in iTunes. And you could build smart playlists around whether things had been hearted or disliked or unrated, right? And it made going through it made going through your library a little faster because um, I think a lot of people will totally go like, well, five stars is too complicated. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but it's pretty easy right. to know whether I like or not like a song, you know? And that's kind of borne out. Like, Apple Music has a heart system now spotify has mm -hmm. a heart system now like they've all gone a little simpler and i would say too simple because they need to have a dislike heart as well you need to have that i feel like that's important <laughs> but they don't right so i liked that and i liked that the zune software didn't just look like a spreadsheet like the i like itunes looked like a spreadsheet and it looked boring and mm -hmm. even if it was fine we'd been we'd been using itunes for a very long time by that point and it was it was just nice to see something new someone try a different design and so i was i was attracted to that um and the other technical thing it did was it gave me spotify in 2009 <laughs> oh that's the, amazing like they the the zune pass was a ten dollar a month thing that let you download all of the music onto your device so like people forget this people don't talk about this about the zune but they had an unlimited music subscription service in 2009 <laughs> yeah that's amazing no i have to say that's that's such a it's such a paradigm shift uh this whole streaming thing and for them to do it in 2009 yeah. like when i couldn't even conceive of the idea like that's not how music works <laughs> you know, that's, right. that's not what i would have assumed how music listening works but for them to do it in 2009 that, they deserve credit for that uh yeah i i think so <laughs> so let me let me actually look it up here and see when zune pass became available um yeah yeah 2009 i'm right i'm right about that so 2009 um so that's great so they've been making zunes for a few years um and then, and then they offered this. Now, <laughs> the Zune also taught me about VPNs. <laughs> because, hmm. again, they didn't offer this service in Canada. I needed to pretend to be an American to get this service. <laughs> so, um, you know, this is something a few listeners might appreciate. But I had a American Microsoft account, not a Canadian Microsoft account. And the American Microsoft account allowed me to do stuff with the Zune that I wouldn't be able to do otherwise, like have this this pass. Um, oh, the other neat thing about it. So Zune Pass, yeah, you spent like 10 bucks a month and you got unlimited music, but you also got to just keep 10 tracks every month. Like they were just yours forever. 
and you you would just get those songs to own alongside the unlimited see that's like that sounds like uh that sounds like some like that sounds like a nerd thing that wouldn't make it to the mass market well it, and it didn't right it didn't yeah. but that it didn't but that sounds like exactly the sort of thing that you would love like i can imagine falling in love with a service like that if oh, yeah. i could get over if I could get over myself about how Zoom is a joke <laughs> or was a joke, but uh, but see that's great. Like if if especially if you still think of music as something that you need to own, mm-hmm. like that's that's not what any service offers nowadays. You know, like it's it's not yours. You are paying for access to the universe of music, but none of this belongs to you. I think they uh, did the ten songs thing because they were still very much living in that world in two thousand nine. Yes, people wanted their own MP3s. Yes, exactly. Right. It sounds like it's a brilliant compromise. It's yeah. Terrific. Ten you you get ten songs for free for a month, and you can listen to all music ever. Yeah, <laughs> that's and amazing. It syncs like like that, so that you download the stuff and you download it to your Zune, and then it syncs offline, and then you can listen to those songs that you got from the internet, right? You actually can't do that today with anything. <laughs> like if you no. have if you have an iPod, you can't sync your Apple Music stuff to an iPod. Like I suppose you could like what you could do now is you can download your Apple Music files or your Spotify files, download them to your phone, and then you can yes. be offline. And I, I have that. I have a couple of Spotify playlists that I keep local to my phone for the times when I don't have internet. But I would say that that is increasingly never. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know um, but, but 10 years ago you know 12 years ago 2009 that was always I was always without internet at some point during the day right so um, so yeah it was it was so that but that's like that's like a huge major reason to buy a device I think <laughs> is it does something that the iPod couldn't do like there was no equivalent on the Apple side to something like that no um and it had an FM radio, which, you know, didn't really matter. But like, <laughs> it, but like, it, it would that... always seemed weird to me that an iPod <laughs> never had one. Right. Right. Sure. 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 Yeah. But I mean, it's that you're you're telling me so the the Zoom having an FM radio is that's part of the the joke category of. This I think product. so. You know, I like... think I, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that hurt them more than helped them. Um. <laughs> But I do remember that there was a neat trick that they did in the FM radio app, which was that it f- somehow knew what songs were playing off the radio. And yeah. this this did this did totally blow my mind. I'm sure it's a fairly simple thing in reality, but at the time it really did blow my mind that like I could listen to FM radio on this thing and it was telling me on the screen what song was playing. And then I could tap that, and it would go to the Microsoft Store, and then I could download that song. That's cool. Like that's, that's a neat. That sounds... That's a neat party trick. <laughs> right. Totally. You know. Totally. Uh, yeah. So like, that's and so again, <laughs> you can totally do that really easily now. If a song is playing, you just tap the Shazam button on your phone, and then it'll tell you in a right. second, and you can go download. Like you can do that now. But again, in two thousand nine, it kind of felt like magic. Yeah. So yeah, so that's why I liked that thing. Um, <laughs> now I it was a pain in the ass because I didn't have a Windows computer. <laughs> right, two thousand nine. I was on that's a Macintosh right. in two thousand nine, and so uh, I remember in the Windows um, versus Mac 
episode we did, I talked about there was there were always a couple of apps I needed on Windows, and one of the apps I needed was the Zune software. <laughs> <laughs> so you could on a Macintosh have a have a Windows boot, and then you could download the Zune software, and you could sync your stuff uh, to your Zune that way on a Mac. Um, they would eventually release an app on the Mac uh, for Windows Phone so that you could sync all of your information from a Windows phone to a Macintosh, and that worked with the Zune. So it, I eventually didn't need to have the Zune software on my computer, but it was it was better to do it that way because the Zune software synced to the Zune wirelessly. Wow. 2009. In 2009. That's something. And, like, uh, I, I think eventually you could do that with iTunes, if you were still syncing your iPhone, if you were still syncing like music to your iPhone, I think eventually you could do that wirelessly with an iPhone, but you couldn't do that with an iPod because it didn't have like a Wi-Fi thing, right? No, you couldn't. Right. So the Zune had like built-in Wi-Fi, mostly so that you could go to the store and download songs and stuff like that, right? Um, but it also just worked with the Windows app, so you could... You know, you could do all the work of, like, making a playlist or adding new music on the device. And then you just hit a sync button, and then it just shows up a few minutes later on the actual on the actual Zune, as if you'd plugged it in to sync it. But you never needed to. So that was another thing where I was like, oh, that's a life improvement, that you don't actually have to plug it into your computer. So these things start, right. to, these things start to add up, and you're like, well, it starts to make sense why you would buy one of these things. Um, unfortunately, like the marketing of the Zune and the timing of the Zune were both awful, right? Like, 2009's mm -hmm. a little late to be coming in with a dedicated music player. Um, like, I, I know that it came out in 2006, which was also a little late to be coming out with a music player. <laughs> <laughs> Right. But like yes, 2009, totally. even though they came out with a really good one, like I think the Zune HD is really good for what it is. Um, it's still a little late for that, mm -hmm. right? People had moved on. They were already using their phones as their music players. Like people were done with having a dedicated music player by that point. Yep. Yep. Right. It was too like, soon for the nostalgia. There was, and there was, was no nostalgia whatsoever. Hell, there might be more of a market for one now. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. It sounds like such a great device, but it's it was just a it is a victim of of so many things, so many things. Sawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. timing yeah. and like, like on and the on and the company was not behind it. Like they made it, but like they didn't put a lot of weight into turning it into a success. Right, right. And you know the I guess, but it, it looked it just looked like an, an alien iPod. You know, like yeah. the first one. Like of course it, it iterates and it gets better, but like when it comes out and it looks like an alien iPod that is not as good as an iPod supposedly and is made by Microsoft the least cool company in the world the least uh, cool. who's ru who's run by you know Steve Ballmer who is the, who he the, is the least cool CEO yeah the least cool right and and then <laughs> and the, it just it just rang like super hollow as cool as everything appeared mm -hmm. it just it just it just fell on its face. So I, you know, it's not, I don't think, I mean, yes, their marketing was, was trash. Right. But if, even if they had invested a lot of money into the, into the marketing, I don't think there's anything they could have done. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think it was a, it was a futile endeavor. 
Um, and also, they came out with a brown Zune. Like, the brown... <laughs> like, the brown, I think, like, shot them in the foot before they even, you know, got anything done. Like, it was just... There's white, and there's black, and then there's also brown. Yeah. Just because. Yeah. Like, just, just because. What a mess. Just what a what a terrible idea. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Just awful. Like, the first couple of Zunes were, were, were pretty bad. Um, and that first, I think that first one specifically was, was bad enough that nobody gave them a second chance. Yeah, no, it was that bad. Yeah, it, it, it was, was, it, was... it was definitely that bad. And, uh, yeah, and I, 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 I was the same way. I was like, oh, this is stupid. Nobody should buy these things. And no one did. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, no, I think, I still think the Zune HD is good. And I think for people who ever held one or ever tried one, they would also probably say, yeah, this thing was good. It was just like... This thing needed to exist in like 2004 to have made any right. impact at all. Right? Absolutely. And it needed yeah. to have a way better marketing uh, team behind it. You know, like yeah. if, if this had like, released in like 2003 on Windows XP, I, I mm -hmm. think we would have been having a different conversation. But that's, you know, <laughs> that's yeah, how it goes. They got, and if they got Satya Nadella in 2003... Yeah. college kid or something i don't yeah. know whatever but sure. just not them not just those not, i mean you know not that team yeah exactly not that team it's absolutely uh, you, you know you're the only other like i know two people in my life who own who have who own or have owned zunes and you were one of them and the other is a person i went to like this was a college camp like i went to a college camp with and we we were acquaintances and we were roommates and he pulls out a zune and i was so amused i was like hey yeah. Hey, that's a zoo, and it's a brown zoo. So, like, how you have a zoo? Can I see? So right. I played with it. It it looked cool. It was fine. It was a, it's an MP3 player, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, it has a a, a D pad that that looks like a click wheel, but is really just a D pad. Um, with you know, it it, it was what it was a zoo, a brown zoo. Right. And I asked, why did you get a zoo? Uh, I'm trying to find the word like a not an arrogance, but like a like a a streak of defiance in him that said, I just didn't want to buy an iPod. And, <laughs> and it was so like, like however many years now, like 15, 16 years after, like now I'm thinking about it, like what an unfortunate device to hitch your defiant tech guy streak on. Like, you know, like of, like of all the devices you can ironically support or, or want to associate with just... Like to, to stick it to the man, like, and this was in two thousand, what, two thousand six. So Apple was sure. kind of Apple, but not yet Apple. Apple, you know, no, like they were still, close. Not even they were they were Apple. They were like cool kids in college mm -hmm. using laptops. Apple. They were not like take over the world. Apple. So they weren't the man yet. They were almost there, but not quite. And this kid was you know, was like prescient enough to see that Apple was on its way to become this this monolithic you know, all-consuming monster. And he already wanted to, to challenge it. But he chose the Zune. <laughs> like, the, like, that to me is... It was... It, it was I, I didn't know what to make of it at the time. And, you know, now I'm looking at it and it's just... Oh, it was just the wrong choice. Like, you know, as a... For the kind of consumer he was, he chose poorly in this case. You know, like, that's... A, like, that was a... I get... I get the the kind of thinking that goes into wanting to buy that zune at the time it just happened to be the zune and the zune sucked you know yeah and you know and it was so it was kind of sad it was 
it was actually kind of sad. I felt kind of bad for the guy. And, you know, I sound it sounds gross now, but now it just made me kind of feel yucky about the Zune because the Zune was cool-ish. It could have been cool, except it was associated with so many uncool things. And now this guy who, you know, who, who said that, and it's like, oh, no. <laughs> it was just, it, 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 it was... And I and I and I thought like coming into this podcast, Sawyer. I thought you were this was that was the kind of story you were gonna tell, hmm. but but it's not. So it really, I feel that it really is just like such an unfortunate product that was a victim of so many things, mm-hmm. but actually as a gadget was not that bad. No, as a, uh, I I think it was pretty cool at the time. I keep saying at the time. Because what happened kind of next was even sadder. Um, and this is something most people don't know. And mm. I, I think this is this is the really sad thing about it is if you really loved this, you don't get to have most of those things now. So you might still own a Zune. If you loved a Zune, you might still have one. But so much of its functionality has just been turned off. So how I mentioned that, like, it would suck in metadata and give you, like, cool visuals and good information and stuff on the device, it just doesn't do that now. Because Microsoft just shut down the servers that were doing that. Um, Obviously, the Zune store is dead. You can't, even if you wanted to, you couldn't give them 10 bucks a month and download all the music you wanted and do all that stuff. Um... And so it just feels empty and lifeless with without the bells and whistles of that, without the chrome that made it feel fresh and different. Um, I'm fairly certain that Windows 11 actually drops driver support for a bunch of the devices. So it might become more difficult even to sync files you own on your hard drive to a Zune you own. It might become more difficult to do that over time. Um, and that's the really sad thing is there's there's very little official support for this. There's actually sort of official sabotage for this product. Right, right. Where they've they've actively made it worse by shutting down services that made the product appealing in the first place. Um, and they've done this for Windows Phone as well. Like if you if you still own a Windows Phone today, a bunch of stuff that you were able to do when the Windows Phone was being supported by Microsoft, you can no longer do on the phone um which is just a it's just a it 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 adds insult to injury you already bought the less popular thing and now you're being punished by the company that you kind of wanted to support (laughs) you know and here here's the crazy thing in 2021 um i earlier this year i sort of i went on ebay and i bought my old fifth generation um ipod again just a purely nostalgic purchase. And uh, this week, I upgraded to Windows 11, and I plugged this 2005-era iPod into a Windows 11 PC, and it synced just fine. <laughs> to a brand new version of iTunes <laughs> that downloaded this week. Like, Apple released a, a version of iTunes this week to add driver support for Windows 11 stuff. Because Apple, there's somewhere down deep in Apple that's like, it's important that those old iPods still work. Mm-hmm. You know? And that, to me, is the saddest part of the Zune, is that, like, if, if, you're a, if you're a big fan, 
they just kick you while you're down, you know? Yeah. And that's the sad part of it. And that's why sometimes the jokes about the Zune, sometimes they actually kind of sting. Because <laughs> it's like, that, that. that's why it's a good joke is because it's actually like, it's a, it's, it's like a pretty effective, <laughs> you know? Um, now I will say, I haven't like, I haven't looked into this too deeply, but there are a community of people who care enough about this thing to write code on GitHub and make a lot of this stuff still feel alive. So there's projects to make that metadata appear again. You know, there's projects to get all of the games that were on these, these devices working again. Um, and that's crazy to me and so cool that there are still people dedicated to a device they loved and to the point where they will do the work of making it work properly again. I think that's neat. I think you, like... Sorry, can you just like, say that again? You dropped out. And you should report back on the show. Like, what it's actually like. Yeah, I'll take a look at it. Um, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll dive deeper into it, and I'll let you know what these people are, are doing. But I just know that there's, there's a little bit of activity there, still a little bit. There are still some people who do not want it to die. It's, it's, I don't, I don't mean to make light of, is this is, this is the, the bullied kid who, <laughs> like, it's, it's a little too dark, the metaphor I'm, I'm seeing, but. No, it's fine. Like, everybody it's, right. it's a, it's yeah. a computer dingus that we bought the wrong version of. It's fine. It's not really like a deep part of someone's identity. I don't think. Well, yeah, sure. But I mean, as a, the way they are actively sabotaging support. Mm. Uh, for the for the device, it it just proves that everybody was right about what they said about the Zune. Yes, like it really, you know, like they, it's Steve Ballmer who just simply didn't want to use an iPod, so told the company to make one. Yeah, and th that just sounds like the least cool thing anyone can imagine. Like the jokes, jokes don't have to be true. Like the uh, Seinfeld said this, and I don't often like Seinfeld, but Seinfeld said that. There was an episode of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. He was talking to Tracy Tracy Morgan. And Tracy Morgan says, you know why that joke? That's that's not why a joke is funny. In this case. <laughs> yeah. This is, a, this is a joke that is funny because it's true. Like yeah. the Zune. Oh, poor Zune. I know. I know. Uh, to sort of like to, to wrap it up, though, I think the Zune was definitely the first device where I felt like I had an active role in killing it. <laughs> like me purchasing it hurt the hurt the product. <laughs> you know, uh, occasionally I'll buy something and then the company will go out of business within a year. And <laughs> and this and I bought the Zune, and then pretty much exactly one year after I bought the Zune, they were like, we're not making any more Zunes. You know, I bought the last one that they made. Oh, that was the last one? Yeah, they like, didn't make they another didn't... one after that. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So I bought I bought the last Zune. Hmm. There's some then, like there there's some elements of you of choosing well when you get the last version of a product, but this was not that. <laughs> it's not That's one of sad. them. No, no. Uh -huh. um, I mean, they made more Windows phones. Like, Windows Phone 7 was really like the just the next version release of the zune it was really like a zune that made phone calls at like absolutely like the in every way like the development platform was the same um the the user interface was the same like windows phone 7 was very much a sequel to the zune um and it it ran the zune stuff great and it, it really felt like having a zune as a phone 
um, Windows Phone 7 was also a massive failure. <laughs> so, <laughs> so maybe so the market sad. just doesn't want this. Yeah, this is a this was a why won't you die? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's so sad. Yeah. Like, and I, I whenever we do a show like this about a dead product, like there is, I guess there's we we spend some time like highlighting some redemptive element, you know, but. I mean, I get in this case, there's the there's the communities who are behind it, or who are who are nostalgic for it. But it seems like just from start to finish with this product line, there, there was it was just it was a cursed product. You know, it it was just a cursed product. Yeah, I think and so. I, I, I like there is no it, it, the saddest part to me is that there's almost no lesson here, except just don't be them. Like you know, this was it's this is why it's cursed. It's like it's not a matter of it's not missteps. Mm -hmm. It's not something that went wrong somewhere that spiraled into spiraled out of control. It's just it's just because it was Steve Ballmer's Microsoft, and it's just because Apple was doing another thing, and yeah. that's why. I think that's the lesson. Is that is I think Satya Nadella <laughs> said it actually purpose perfectly that like Microsoft was doing a lot of things out of envy, and that's the wrong reason to make something you know yeah. you want to make something because you feel passionate about it and it works with your skill set and the people who work on it are excited to make it and i i just i think i think yeah i think envy is a real bad reason to do to to, to really put your weight and time behind a project just out of spite right, right. yeah yeah well yeah and yeah he it's it's tragic because there were i'm sure the teams were passionate about the zoom like it, it resulted in products that that had that clearly there was some thought behind it. Like you, mm -hmm. the the fact that it made life better in in real ways much earlier than uh, other companies who do it now. You know, much sooner than other companies. There are glimpses of 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 brilliance in the Zune, but just the fact that it was started, that it began out of envy, just yeah. cursed it. I think so. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely right. Like the fact that. You know, the fact that you could sync your stuff without a cord, well, that's what we do all day long now with our mm -hmm. with our phones is where we are syncing data back and forth between the phone and the internet and there's no cord, right? That That's a great idea, you know? Um, Apple Music does a lot of stuff that the Zoom did where you tap on an artist and it gives you a bunch of information about that artist and, it, you know, you can kind of go down a rabbit hole of learning about things um that felt really cool at the time and now it's standard issue it's everywhere right spotify has that too you know um yeah like it had a lot of great ideas um and it was a cool gadget at the time it just would have there's just no way it was gonna win <laughs> <laughs> so sad yeah it's just yeah. so sad yeesh mm -hmm. well i'm glad you owned one i'm glad that you're i'm glad that you're your buy-in to the the tragic story of the Zune is because of a Las Vegas trip. Like it's it's a nice way to be a part of it. Like I'm glad that you weren't <laughs> yeah. on the wrong side of history the way that other guy was. <laughs> like that's like so I'm I'm it makes me now feel like I was a little concerned. Well, not not really concerned, but my thought of coming into the show was like, oh man, I'm gonna come off like a douchey apple guy <laughs> about this but but I, i'm glad that we're we're more grounded in our assessment of this product line. i'm and, gonna i'm gonna guess i'm gonna guess that somewhere in apple 
there's a prototype iPod that does a bunch of this stuff. And they didn't mm. ship it because of various reasons. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's like an iPod prototype that, that synced wirelessly and gave you a bunch of metadata and let you download songs from the store and all that stuff. I'm sure they were working on that. But I'm guessing yeah. somewhere around 2006, yeah. someone in Apple was like, you know, we're making a phone in like a year, right? Maybe, maybe we don't need to make this. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a skating to where the puck was not going at all. Yeah, like, exactly. Uh, you know, this was a skating to where it would be great if the puck gets here. <laughs> right. But it, it's just it just was not. It was yeah. not. It's so sad. There's so many things. It's 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 such a long list of things that just cursed it. Yeah. Or like symptoms of the curse. But symptoms you know, of the curse. So I don't have to feel bad as the iPod Apple guy uh, talking about the Zune now. So this is a. I think. I think the the. Yeah, absolutely. I'm 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 glad that we're offering something in our show, or we're discussing something in our show that isn't just <laughs> isn't just isn't just mourning, or isn't just nostalgia, or about a product line, or or stories about about stuff we used to own that we loved or hated. But like, I feel now, ironically, that this cursed product showing us something that is very important in life. I think <laughs> that, so. Yeah, I think. Like, like, you know what? I learned something this week. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like I didn't expect this about this about this product in this episode, but yeah, envy is a curse. It's a curse. Like no matter how, no matter how good it could be, and no matter how how much goodwill you muster up after the fact, if it starts with if it starts with envy, man, you're screwed. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think that's just such a such a bad place to. And now we turn into a Malcolm Gladwell podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what we've always wanted to be i think that's right yeah well he's very rich so <laughs> should we open a patreon yeah i think should so yeah definitely um <laughs> no this was good this was good um and like yeah i you know and this is why i don't i i i think microsoft is in a much better place now I think specifically with Windows 11, I think Windows 11 is is really great. And I think they've made it in a way that is like, they finally stopped trying to be something other than Microsoft, you know? Right. Um, and I think like, like, you know, there's some design elements and stuff they've taken from Android and the Mac and stuff like that. And like, boy, my Windows taskbar has never looked more like the Mac's dock, you know? <laughs> but 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 they still like did it their own way and it works in a very Microsoftian way and like Windows 11 I think is the most Satya Nadella product that they've made so far like it's really good like I think he's running this company really well because uh, he's not trying to be Apple he's not he you know he's he's actively trying to ignore them for the most part you know right. Like, he mostly treats them as, like, boy, we'd love to do business with that company that doesn't like to do business with other people. Like, that's pretty much his stance, <laughs> you know? So I think they're in a really good place. Um, it just sucks that they had to, like, make a pretty good dingus and then kill it. Uh, but I've got some notes, so if people want to look at, like, some some cool Zune stuff, I've put a bunch of stuff in the show notes. Um, I would, I'd specifically like to uh, say that the Zunepedia 
uh, thing is really pretty, yeah. like really gorgeous um, act of love towards this device. Um, you know, it looks really, really great. And uh, yeah, it's great. That's great. So, I agree. So if people want to go look at this thing, like that's I think the best. That's I think the best little sort of uh, tour through the art of this device. Um, yeah. So check that out. And uh, uh, so what do you want to talk about next? That's probably the point in the show where we we figure out the next thing. <sighs> well, we had a list, but yeah. it is it is a- Apple product season. Like there's I I, I am thinking about OSs a lot. Windows 11 is a thing that, that I wonder if we should dive deeper into it. Like I know we talked about the keynote, talked about it during the keynote. Yeah, a little. Like bit. I like like I like the idea of Microsoft being a company we're kind of rooting for now. Like that's that's like it's it's exciting to me that there is a company trying stuff that isn't annoying. Mm. <laughs> you, know? you know, like it's just this is not not annoying anymore the way Microsoft used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's something I I'm curious about. I don't know if we should do a show about it, but I am curious about uh and how they got rid of the tiles. But now you're talking about how your taskbar uh looks like looks like a dock, and I my dock looks like a dock. But I'm using this thing called the Launchpad, which tries to mimic the phone. Right? Yeah, it's useful to get to an app really quickly, but as a an, a level of interface on the Mac, it's dumb. Like it doesn't. <laughs> it's dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb. I, I don't know what else to say. Sure. But I mean, I use it. I say this as a person who uses it because the trackpad, like it's built into the trackpad as a shortcut to just like like uh like zoom in the way you would on the iPad. Oh, cool. You look for the app I need, but it it. But you're not springboard, but also like but the modern springboard also has widget a lot it's a lot so the mac i'm just curious about the other side more and more that's that's one thing i'd like to talk about but i but i'm also feeling like we've we've done a lot of the microsoft shows yeah so what do you think what do you have in mind well uh yeah we could do we could do some mac stuff um um I mean, maybe what, you're, you're you're gonna get some. You're gonna get a brand new version of the Macintosh soon, right? Is, are yes. they dropping that soon? Yes, I am. Well, so maybe we'll yeah, do that. Yeah, they haven't announced it. Yeah, we can do that after they come out. Yeah, like just we're now gonna do like. I mean, we just did this a few episodes ago of Windows versus Mac, and now. <laughs> yeah, um, doing. but you know, that's I, an ever, I'm that's curious, Sawyer. Topic. Are we reaching the point, Sawyer, where we have now run out of hardware devices we have chosen poorly? We have chosen poorly. Um, like all the crap hardware that we need therapy about. <laughs> Maybe it's possible. Reaching the you point know. of, I think we're good. Yeah, it's possible. We could just talk general tech stuff now. <laughs> Transitioning. Yeah, it could be. It could be. Um. I mean, I'm happy you still want to do this. I love doing this. I, I, I'm i glad that we're doing this and I don't want to stop and I'm not going to have another kid anytime soon or ever. So I see no reason to stop unless we don't want to do this. Well, okay. So I, I just had an idea and I think you'll like this idea. So why don't you play with your Nintendo Switch for a few weeks so that you can sort Wait, of... Wait, I lost you. Why don't I what? Why don't you why don't you play your Nintendo Switch for a couple of weeks? Really get into mm. it, figure it out, you know, do the ins and outs of it. And and mm. we can talk about the Nintendo Switch, but we can also talk about the Nintendo Wii U. 
Ah, which is, okay. I, which is very much a you chose poorly product. <laughs> Great. That's yeah. perfect. Because yeah. I had the Wii. I did not have the Wii U. Right. So this is, this is a good gap to try to fill in. Yes. Well, let's do that then. That's a great idea. I'm sorry then about this ending of the show about us like waffling. Dude, it's a podcast. It's fine. It's what people do. Maybe you can edit this out. But yeah, <laughs> the Switch sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Or the the Wii U rather. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that's that's all of a piece. Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Uh, there. I okay. No. Yes. Yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do that. Awesome. All right. Well, I will see you. I will see you then. Then. All right. And uh, thank, thank, thank you all for listening. And, and uh, we're here from the International Object Discord server and having a good time. Bye. Later. And stop.